Hello, movie lovers. It's been a while since I've seen you guys. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and are having a good holiday. Um, tonight, we're going to review episode three of Let the Right One In. So let's get it going. What's up, John? Uh, nothing much. How are you doing, Rossi? And hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're sitting with me. I, I miss us sitting together doing reviews. So thanks for joining us tonight for Let the Right One In. I'm going to let you start, John. And you guys all know John. Come on. It's John from Movie Lovers Tonight. Okay, you all know John. John, tell us what you think about the series. Okay, first off, I'm a big fan of the original movie itself of Let Me In. Then when they said that they were going to do Let the Right One In, I was kind of iffy, kind of hesitant with it because I'm always one of those people that say, look, you don't need to make a movie for every single, make a TV series for every single movie that comes out or whatever. Let the movie be the movie. And it depends on how you do it and look at Cobra Kai, look at stuff like that. And they managed to do a great job. Now, with this one, I really have to say I really enjoyed it. I really liked the first two episodes going into it. I really have that emotional attachment to the characters. Uh, I like the detective aspect mixed in with the vampire stuff. It kind of feels like Forever Night, that old 90s TV show with with the vampire police officer kind of deal with the detective kind of vibe to it, which I've sold on. Then you also have the love of the father who's trying to protect his daughter. And the daughter wants to be a normal kid, but she's trying hard not to be a vampire and things like that. And it's that struggle within her. And and I like the here's another thing though too I like the uh, chemistry between her and Xavier is probably one of my favorite things too right. about the show, and he's actually the one that represents us as nerds and someone that likes this magic that likes different nerdy stuff also too and I remember watching Daybreak which is also okay. a Netflix original but I remember where you had this kid that was actually someone of color he was gay and he was also a nerd. Which, <laughs> so being all three of those is very hard to actually fit into society in that kind of way. And the way that they are able to do this with this character in that same, and I'm not saying that the Xavier's gay or anything like that, but, right, right. What, but what I'm trying to say is to have someone of color to be a nerd and, and do all this stuff is a different take on it. And it's a fresh take on it. And I really love that about this. And then... You know, you have the love of the father. Then you also have the best friend that's trying to help him. And I love the chemistry between him and the friends. And then let's talk about the ending episode for episode two, though, because I was not expecting what I because at first I thought was just some random guy that the father winds up killing off the street because he he's very careful of what he does. He's making sure that he's making sure there's he doesn't have no connection, no family, nothing like that before he kills somebody. Then we wind up finding out that that's actually Xavier's father. Yeah, and Isaiah. 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 Isaiah's. Uh, sorry about that. Isaiah's uh, uh, father. And w- matter of fact, whenever you see him in the talent show, and then you see the mother dialing the number, I'm like, oh, this guy's such a ball back. <laughs> he's not even answering the call. He doesn't give a crap about his uh, right. about his son. And then all of a sudden, he's dead. I'm like, well, I feel like it's such a horrible person. <laughs> Because right. he can't go because he's dead. Right. But but I liked how he goes the father goes into the apartment. Yes. And he's looking through the pictures. And that to me, what and then his jaw just drops and then he's like, okay, now I gotta right. tread lightly because now she's a cop, a detective right. who can bust right. me. 
But what was your initial thoughts going into episode three? Um, episode three, let's see. It was still that um, the shock of Mark, Ellie's father, finding out that the next door neighbor is not only a cop, but a freaking detective. Okay. And not only that, but her husband, Isaiah's father, is the one that he killed and, you know, gave Ellie the blood from that because she had to feed. Um, and then opening up this episode, he's frantic in his apartment. Um, he's get, gathering things because he needs to get out of there. He, there's no way he can live ne right next door to the detective. And, you know, mind you guys, there's also um, a murder, a serial killer that's out there. Okay. We have that body that washed up. Remember, we saw that last episode where it's not just a any old killer like this guy is gouging you saw when she put the hand in and it fit right into his neck and right into so we have someone out there and we we think we know it has to be um um a, a vampire that's what i'm guessing that's doing this but anyways ellie's response to coming out of that bathroom it, side what do you think about the bathroom the bathroom scene to me was pretty cool because right. of the fact that, you know, the glasses broke. So therefore she's making yes. her own little arts and crafts, do DY, you know, do <laughs> right. it yourself kind of thing. <laughs> right. So I thought that was actually pretty crafty. I really right. liked that. And then she's just trying to be a normal kid. So That's she's it. tired of moving. Right. And then when she, her father's like, look, we got to go, we got to pack. She slams right. him up against the wall, not realizing her strength. Right. And as a matter of fact, she does another thing later on in this episode where she also doesn't recognize her own strength either. Right. We'll get right. into that a little later, but right. You know, then she's like, no, we're staying. And right. and I think it's logical for them to stay, even though her father's scared. Right. Because if they wind up leaving right away, the detective is going to raise a couple of eyebrows. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So it makes more sense for them to stay than to right. just run. But right. Allie doesn't know that. She also doesn't know that he she ended up drinking her best friend's blood, <laughs> her father's <laughs> blood. Right. So that's also awkward. Right. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what did you think about um, the talent show last week and the what Ellie did? Because remember, Isaiah is being bullied big time. These kids are little bastards. That's what they are. And they're messing with him because of the fact that he's different. Okay. He, he has his own style. He's a magi magician. He wants to be. And so they're giving him a hard time at the talent show. What did you think when Ellie raised her hand? When we're going back into last week's episode. Okay. Guys. It's okay. Um, but here's the thing. I thought that was a very sweet moment. And it just shows, hey, look, I have your back no matter what. These kids are assholes. So, you know, I'm going to go on ahead. I'm going to support you right. and what you love doing, even though I may not understand what a magician is or anything like that either. But it just shows <laughs> the love and support of a friend. Right. And she sees that he's struggling. She sees that he's being bullied. She goes on ahead, goes up the stage and goes behind the curtain. And then, you know, she he goes, OK, I'm going to do this trick. I don't know how I'm going to pull this off, but I'm going to do <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> that look on his face is so frantic <laughs> and so precious uh, as an innocent child. Right. So she, he winds up taking the curtain. He he winds up moving it away from her and then she disappears. 
Right. Then you're thinking, okay, how am I going to go ahead and make a reappear? <laughs> because you can yeah. see it printing his teeth. Okay, I did that. That worked. <laughs> the next thing you know, she pops right. up on the other side of the auditorium. And just, and then he goes, well, that's my trick. That's my grand finale. I made someone disappear. And then everybody's right. just calling him Houdini the next day. He's Mr. Right. Popularity now because oh, yeah. of this. With him and his, yes. And then you oh. see the little two idiots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they're just being still being ball bags to him. Absolutely. They um so he goes to school the next day and guys, he's just he's he, things have changed for him. You know, um like John said, he's Mr. Popularity. Everyone's like just um giving him high fives on the trip on the trick that he did. And then uh, a kid comes to the classroom, says that the principal wants to see him, and he's asking a kid like what what's up? Do you know what I did? The kid walks away, and what do you know? It's our favorite friends, the bullies. They beat that freaking kid with a bag of ice. Poor kid, because he couldn't tell how he made her disappear because he still doesn't know how that happened. Oh, He's confused by that, you know? Um, and then go ahead, John, take it from there. Okay, so he then of course you also have Allie who's also worried about her friend as well. And she's like, I'm not getting any text messages back from him or anything like that. And also, too, this is also when uh, her dad and I, I like how it's a moment between friends and also, yeah. too, when she's worried about her friend. Yeah. And then this, I like how his friend actually knows that she's a vampire because he gave her his blood to help yeah. her. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, look, it's OK. He's in school. It's perfectly fine. Right. And she and, you know, most boys don't text back or anything. Oh, no, not not him. He, he's really good about texting me back. Right. So right. I like I like that response. Right. But another thing, too, is I know I mentioned the father and the best friend, but I like whenever before they actually go over to the uh, go over to the, fr- you know, Ali's uh, father's right. apartment. He goes over for help because what am I going to do, man? I don't know what to do. Uh this I'm living next door to a cop. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to move her out. And just and then I like how he goes, What do you want now? You want my you, you want my restaurant? You want my car? Right, right, I right. gave you a car and give you a job. Right. And then I like how there's this moment of at first you're thinking, okay, maybe his friend's being irritated because of the fact that he just got got on his position. Right. But yeah, I thought that was actually a pretty interesting thing. And then of course this convers this banter between the two of them was perfect. Right. But then that moment in the apartment just illuminates it even more because right. of the fact there's a caring aspect into uh, the characterization of the characters and the background of the history that they've been through. Right. So I definitely like that. Right. So Zeke is Ellie's godfather, we find out. Uh, that It's Mark's best friend. And he hasn't seen Ellie since she was a, a little something. All right. So we know that that Ellie's mom has died. We know that. Um, and so when Zeke comes over, cause he wants to see Ellie and what, what Mark needs from him is Mark needs for Zeke to help him move the body. And we're talking about the body, uh, Isaiah's dad, whose, whose name was Frank. Okay. So, you know, when, when Mark brings Zeke over to the apartment and Ellie comes out and she's so happy to see him and runs to him, you realize how close they were. And then remember Ellie goes through flashbacks. So the flashback we see is when she's sitting on a couch with Zeke and they're just like John saying, they're just talking. And she looks down at, you know, Zeke's hands and real and remembers the fact that he used to feed her 
he used to give blood to help with Ellie. They were the mom, dad, they were all in this together with Ellie. So I love how Ellie says to him, I never had a chance to say thank you because he did a lot before he, you know, came back to New York, Zeke, and started the restaurant. Again, he did a lot for the family. And we'll find out more about how involved Zeke was, you know, with Ellie and Mark. But I love that scene. I do, too. That's a very touching scene. And, you know, I think also, too, like, there's also that my aunt also says love scary movies and some TV uh, series, too. Right now, I am watching The Mannequin. It's scary, but a short one, suspense movies are good. To love you, my okay, love you too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but here's the thing though I the thing that I also like is the fact that you know you have the other scene where you know the detective, you know, you have the mother that's trying to look for the serial killer and the, the detective and the partner, and he wants something winds up happening to him, and she's worried that maybe she put him in danger because of the investigation. Of course, she also sees winds up seeing this other woman in like full blown uh, cat, the cast and stuff like that. Right. And she's giving her side of the story, but right. yeah, there is something supernatural there. It's probably a vampire. I wouldn't be surprised. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when they, you know, when um, Naomi and her partner, after they meet with the woman in a hospital that's been attacked and she's like, she has a, a fit anyways, they, they're out on the scene and they're trying to figure out, you know, about where she got attacked, where the person came from. And then they realize that, you know, from under the sewers, it's, it's the possibility that that's where the, the killer had to have come from. So they go down into the sewers and they walk into a crime scene. I mean, there's bodies everywhere. And then there's a guy that, you know, comes to attack them and his eyes glows that nickel color, you know. And so obviously at that point, guys, we know it's a vampire because we've experienced that on episode one, episode two. So we know it's a vampire. And she ends up having to kill him because he attacked a partner, um, which, you know, traumatizes her because, you know, she she's not that type of cop. You know, she's very caring. But that crime scene, what did you think when they when you saw all the bodies down there? It was making me wonder, like, how long has this thing been going on? How long has right. you been under there doing this? And how are they going to be able to stop something that's so supernatural to the point where right. they might have to use uh, Allie to actually take down this vampire, depending on the age of the vampire. Oh, but right. my imagination went everywhere with this <laughs> one scene. But right. the dead bodies everywhere just blew me away. Very grotesque scene. Then the caring for her partner and also trying to be there for him and trying to tell him that it's going to be okay. And then right. you also have that supernatural effect. And I was just wondering, like, how how long has this been going on? Right. Because of right. the body, the body. Count. Right. So because I thought it was saw, a very good scene. Right. Because we saw obviously the, um, the body count Just a second. Uh, let's see. Hi, Joanne. Hi. Um, we saw that obviously it's been going on for a while because we saw the body wash up in episode one. I also want to mention guys that remember Claire. Now we're going back to Claire whose father died, who was that evil pharmaceutical um, billionaire. And um, and remember, Claire wants to be totally different from her dad. She wants to use her science to do good for people and help people. But now she's in a situation where her dad's died, um, which she's very happy about. Peter is still, um, she's traumatized from having to witness Peter feed 
and um, she doesn't know where the body came from. They, her, the father did not let her know that. We also have Matthew, who is now working for Claire and who's very um, loyal to dad and Peter. And um, right now what they're going through is they're trying to figure out how to stop the pain because Peter is in a lot of pain. So Claire is working on that. So that's where we are with Claire and the whole situation with Peter. And the, the thing with Claire and Peter is this, okay? I like the conversation that she has. Look, it's all in your head. This is not who you are. Right. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a virus. It's feeding through me and coming out of me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Me. And that's the reason why I'm acting the way that I'm acting is because of the fact that if the virus has taken hold of me and I don't have no control over this. Right. And even the part where they do the experiment of the blood in right. the very, uh, in the first or second episode and those the blood packs down. And then now you have a live body because once you have that taste for blood, now you want right. something more. Right. And that's exactly how he feels. Now, the loyalty between uh, what's the uh, other characters? Matthew. Uh, Matthew, Matthew. Yeah. Between Matthew and Peter. Now the loyalty with dad, I I thought that is going to be a strong suit because of the fact that he's going to be doing a lot of shady stuff. Right. Because he doesn't want to operate the way that Claire wants to operate. He wants to do right. things because he was taught and mentored through the fa right. his father. So right. there's going to be that conflict of struggle there to the point where either they're both going to wind up fighting. Right. And to the point where Peter breaks out. Right. That's my prediction. That's my prediction right. that P Peter's going to break out of there. Right. And to the point where now it's up to them to, to try and find Peter. And therefore they have to try and find similarities within each other to work right. together. Once they bring Peter back. Right. That's just Absolutely. my thoughts. What do you think? I, I get that too. Um, I think um, Matthew, as Claire referred to him as her dad's henchman is not just that we find out that this is a military guy. He served, and when he got back from service, um, the dad was really good to him, took him in. So he has that loyalty. But I do feel that way, John, that at some point, Claire is going to have to get on board with Matthew because that's all you have in order to help Peter. No one else knows about mm -hmm. Peter. So she's going to have to jump on board. And I do feel like something is going to happen with Peter possibly getting loose, getting out to where Matthew and Claire are going to have to be one to help Peter and to save him from himself, you right. know? So, um, and, and also one thing that, you know, I wanted to know is that when Claire was talking to Peter about the pain that he's in and no medication, you know, helps the dad had tried everything, but one thing that does help is when he is feeding, he has no pain. 
And that's the only time. So Claire is going to figure out a way to take that good feeling that he's feeling while he's feeding and to make something, um, a, a medication or something for him to take. So that's what we're working on there. But yeah, I thought that this was very interesting on the way that they're handling it. And then, you know, then it goes back over into, uh, goes back over to our main characters and stuff like that. And I'll let you talk a little bit more about that too. um, With the main character. So, you know, after Zeke goes and visits with Ellie and they get to see each other again, and she's so happy, Mark then says, hey, you know, I'm in a predicament. I need your help. I got to get rid of this body. And so you see Zeke and 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 uh, Mark out and about. They're in the industrial part of town. And um, as the you know Mark is going to get the body and bringing it out, Zeke is getting attacked by some drug addict. And remember, guys, the drug that that Mark found on Frank, who is Isaiah's dad. Remember, it's those little capsules. And that the 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 bad part about the drug is that when the people take the drug, they get this superhuman feeling kind of like what Ellie has naturally. But the come down from that is if they go into the sun, they could they could catch fire. That's the fall, the, the downfall of taking that drug, but it's very addictive. So that's what that guy was attacking Zeke for, was he, he thought he was a drug dealer. He wanted the drug. And thank goodness Mark comes out just in time to kind of get the guy off of him. But that last pill that Mark had on him, the drug dealer, the, the, the addict ended up, running off with. And uh, as Mark's going after him, Zeke's like, you know what? You got to let that go. We need to get get this done. So you see them on the riverbank throwing the body in and Mark and Zeke have this talk. And, you know, remember Zeke's kind of concerned that by Mark wanting him to help, if anything happens to him with Ellie, Zeke doesn't want to go back to having to help feed and, and basically be the monster for Ellie. So Mark makes it very clear to Zeke, you you don't have to be the monster. You don't have to do that. But if anything happened to Ellie and I, here's a he gives him a necklace and he basically tells, you know, Zeke that here's the list of all the people that I've killed, you know, who they are, their names, where they live. So that if that were to happen, Zeke can, you know, let them know what happened to their loved one. So, yeah. And that was really deep. Yeah. Now, this is what I want to talk about. So with that, another, I know we talked about the drug, but what happens if there's not really a vampire that we're dealing with? What if it's, what if it's just the drug itself that's causing this? Very ha- true. This I, reaction. Very true. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think about that. Because now I'm thinking like this, okay? So we also have the whole entire aspect with the sun, Right. Well, what happens if one of the side effects was where people can't control themselves to the point where they're they're having these urges that they don't know how to control, and because they don't can't control it, they're killing people without even meaning to kill them. That's a huge possibility because remember, one of the things they love about the drug is the fact that it makes them feel superhuman. So that's quite possible that and and their eyes glowing is maybe the effect of the drug, not an actual vampire. So. That's another aspect that I never thought about, but that could be very true. We could just have superhuman people out there because they took this drug and they're the ones that it, that are attacking people. Absolutely. Right. And then also, too, you also see this other scene that take, on top of the bridge where you see somebody overlooking them. Right. Trying That's to get right. rid of the body. And right. my first initial thought was I would have thought that 
that they would have been smart to wear a mask while dumping right. the body. Not true, true. Because as careful as as the father actually is, that's his uh, that's his big mistake. You're not going in there with a mask on, even whenever he killed uh, killed uh, his best the best friend's father. You know what I'm talking right. about, um, Frank and Frank. Whenever they kill Frank, you know he wasn't wearing a mask or anything, so he was able to identify him. Right. So that's. That's the mistake that I see that he's making. Right. He's being careful, but at the same time, you're not being so careful because right. of the fact that people can identify you. Right. you need, if you're going to do this, wear a mask. Right. <laughs> right. Not saying I know how to do anything, people. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, <laughs> wear a mask. I mean, One thing you know, about the guy is um, in episode one, we find out that this guy who is who is following Mark um, actually works for Matthew. It's one of Matthew's um, henchmen. So he's been he's been following, you know, um, Mark around since the first episode. And like you said, Mark's already been had. But, yeah, you're not wearing a mask. You guys are dumping bodies as if nobody's going to be around. So it's very, very true. Um, and. Towards the end, I love the fact, um, well, this is really sad when Ellie does catch up with uh, Isaiah and uh, she's like, you know, I heard you come in. You, you didn't text me. What's going on? And Isaiah's just heartbroken. You could tell something's wrong. And she's like, what's going on? If you want me to leave, I'll leave. He's like, no. And then he's like telling her, you got to tell me how you did that trick. You got to us. They're going to they're gonna get me, basically. And she's like, what happened to you? And she lifts his shirt. He moves his sweater. And you see the poor kid is bruises all on his body, on his arm. And Ellie is pissed. So talk about our ending. Okay. okay. So this is the part that I was telling everyone about where basically she doesn't know basically her own strength or anything like that it's because of you know what happened with her and her father. Well, <laughs> anyways, she's pissed off. She goes over there, and I like how she does this thing where she lands softly on her uh, feet whenever she jumps from a tree, and she's right. uh, and this guy, kid's on social media talking about the fact that he stole something. Yeah, right, right. Stupid jacket. I, I mean, I'm right. sorry. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> he, she's he's over there acting like that is no big deal that he stole something, and then Allie's over there like, oh, okay, you're stealing something. Okay, okay, I'm going to let you keep on talking. Okay. Right. <laughs> then next thing you know, she lands on her feet, and then she goes, "Look, I saw what you did, to Xavier. I do not like it. Uh, you need to stop bullying him." And and she goes, and he's like, "Well, what if I don't? Well, if not, something's going to happen to you." Next thing you know, he flips her off. He breaks her breaks. Well, breaks is a different term. Yeah, she right. tears his <laughs> finger off. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> And he runs off crying like oh, a little. Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> right? So yes. yeah. So and then she winds up. I like how she at first she's like you can see that she's about to run after him, and then she stops. Right. She's like, nah, I did enough. It was just to right. send a message. And right. then she takes her finger, takes a, a little thing of her blood, goes back home, probably takes a nap and talks to her. Right. Friend. Right. right. <laughs> I love that look on her face because she's kind of like and then has this smile on her face. And I was thinking, like, is she loving the fact that she has that power? You know, I'm thinking kind of like that, you know, I just feel like this. I think now this is me thinking I'm thinking 
it's not about the fact that she has the power. It's just the fact that she did something good for a friend. True. True. And also too, knowing that these kids are not going to be bullying him anymore because of that. Right. Otherwise there's going to be more than just a finger that's missing. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. You know, this is, and I also think that she's self-aware of the strength that she has now. Right. And that's why she's smiling too. It's like, Oh, right. I have this strength that right. I didn't know I had before. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't get me wrong. My, I fought with my father, but damn, this is actually pretty good. Right. <laughs> Right, so absolutely. she feels kind of like a badass a little bit, right. you know? Absolutely. But, yeah. So, overall, I mean, what did you think? Are you going to continue watching the series? Like, what's your take? after? My question is this. When are you going to have me back again so I can talk about the rest of this? Because okay, I'm I'm ready for you. I would love for you to join. You you just let me know. And it's happening. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? I like that. Thank you. I like that. But yes, I, I I love this show. I was hesitant at first because I'm like, I don't know if this is actually going to match up to what the movie was and having that separation. But once I dived into that second episode, when you know that the father accidentally kills Frank and didn't know that, well, didn't accidentally, but didn't wasn't aware of the fact that he killed Frank and that was actually Xavier's father. Right. That's what hooked me. Right. I'm like, okay, I want to see how this plays out now. Absolutely. Because now you're having to be forced to stay in a, in a place that you don't want to be at. Right. And now you're having to have a relationship with a police officer and they're wanting, he, he wants some of that though. I'm just going to oh, say. Oh, 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 <laughs> Okay. You got that too. You see yeah. what's going to go down there. You, you right. get that, that relationship between the two of them, which is going to be messed up because he's not going to be able to fight that. Naomi oh. is beautiful. She's intelligent. And you can tell that they like each other, you know, but she's being hesitant because of, you know, she she's divorced, you know, and of course he's, you know, it's all about Ellie. One more thing, though. What did you think about the fact that he denies himself food? Because That's, Ellie can't, can't eat. I like that. I like that idea. But at the same time, whenever she invites them both, he goes, no, Ellie can't eat anything. I like you. Don't yeah. tell that. Or, that that was you just gave it a get, get just say look what are you having oh okay she can't have that she's allergic right, to that. Right. but to say that she's allergic to everything makes her look like the little boy in a bubble where she basically can't <laughs> right. eat anything yeah so uh but i do like the fact that he's is responsible as a father it's like look i don't want to go on ahead if my child can't eat i can't eat either I and was shocked just, by that when I found that out. It's a matter of respect. You know, he eats, you know, protein bars and stuff. And 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 absolutely, because he can't sit around her and eat. And I get that. And I think him telling Naomi that I'm I absolutely agree with you. Dude, why would you say that that she's a you, she can't eat anything? Because Naomi kind of gave him a look like she already thinks you're odd, you know what I mean? That something's not right, but her child loves your child so much, she's just letting those things go. But you know, he, you, he piques, you know, her interest, you know? Yeah, most definitely. So, well, guys, listen, um, that's it for this episode. Um, next week, guys, we're go I'm going to go live on Tuesday because I'm going to have the actor and producer Eric Wells on the show for an interview. And it's going to be um, Tuesday, um, this upcoming Tuesday at seven o'clock. Um, and John, what, what do you have planned for the week? Okay, so I actually have a full week of nothing but Christmas movies lined up. Ooh, 
So, okay. So let me get my schedule out because I actually made the schedule out today. Nice. So this is me looking at everything for next week. So (laughs) the 12th, I don't have anything yet as of right now. But Friday, I have uh, Thursday on the 15th. I actually have the Home Alone 2 review that we're doing with Alex and I. And that's going to be, of course, at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Then on the 14th, I let's see. The 14th, I actually have, well, fifth, I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> look, my stuff is all scrambled up. But I promise you this. I do have Beth on from Made for Movie TV podcast awesome. coming on on the 15th. Now, that is a definite. I do have her coming in on the 15th to do a Grumpy Old Men review. Oh, okay. And on fr- on that on that Friday too on that week, I have another podcaster and we're going to be talking about this other movie called The Family Man with Nicolas Cage and that of course is also at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time and that's going to be uh, look, at, look at Back Podcast, I believe that's the name of it. Okay. Um, it's actually the Back, the Back Look Cinema Podcast is what it's called. Okay. Okay. So that's everything that you guys need to know that we're doing over here at Movie Lovers Unite. Also, guys, I want to let you know, um, um, things are busy, you know, um, with, you know, work as well. So if I can also next week um, on Wednesday, if I can, we'll we'll review episodes um, four and five. So what we're going to do is we're going to double up. okay, so we can get through it and move along because um, we may be doing a Christmas show with the rest of the guys from Movie Lovers Unite. Um, Charlie Widman, um, Alex Haynes from A Town Alex, and uh, John DeGregorio. Okay. So that will come soon. Um, But that's what we're going to do. We're going to double up. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All that good stuff. We'll see you next week, guys. See you.